We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Blue Wire. With the second pick in the 2022 NFL Draft, the Detroit Lions select Aiden Hutchison, defensive end, Michigan. Jared Goff winds up. Jamison Williams, extra speed on the gas and gone. Touchdown. Yo, what is going on, guys? Welcome back to the Pride Podcast, episode 279 on the Blue Wire Network. I am your host, Tyler. Joined by my two guys, as always, Mr. Malcolm Hart, Pierre, boys. It's officially the game preview of the game. Lions, Packers, Sunday Night Football. How are we feeling? I'm feeling great, bro. Let's say the Seahawks win, right? You still have a chance on national television to knock Aaron Rodgers out of playoffs. Malcolm said it the other day. This is not for the Lions. This is for the Packers. The NFL wants to see the Packers. They want to see Aaron Rodgers win, clinch that playoff spot. And the Lions can spoil that on national television and Let's say Seattle loses. I mean, bro, you you go to the playoffs like on clinch a playoff spot on national television in your year two of a rebuild. This is big for the culture. It's big for the players. This is like a playoff game for the Lions. They have to treat it like a playoff game. Even if Seattle wins, you still treat this as a playoff game. You can send Aaron Rodgers home. That sends a big message to the Packers. Big message and to your fan base and to the nation. I'm so excited, bro. I can't wait. I wish it was tomorrow. I honestly cannot wait. Woo! What is going on, guys? Yo, like you said, man, it is Lions versus Packers Sunday night football. I mean, I, I can't wait for it. I just, I just can't wait for the game. I think there's a lot of anticipation going on. You know, is the Lions going to be in the playoffs? What's going to go? What's going to happen with the Seahawks? Um, is the Seahawks going to win? You know, there's a lot of stuff going on right now. I just wanted to finally be over. I just wanted to be like, all right, this is what we're playing for. Let's go. Let's ride. Let me not say let's ride because that sounds like Denver. Um, you know, I'm just ready. I'm just ready for the game. And like you said, you know, even though, even if Seattle does. Um, when they handle business, I, I said this a few weeks ago, man. If you're a Lions fan and Seattle wins, and just say Detroit wins this game, this is still a successful season. Um, nothing to be down about, nothing to be to hold your head down about. Yeah, it kind of sucks because you know we had an opportunity to go to the playoffs, 
to be honest, I think we're one of the top teams right now, so we actually should be in the playoffs. It actually makes me sick to my stomach knowing that the Minnesota Vikings is going to be in the playoffs because I think they are downright terrible, and I think they are overrated. So to see them in the playoffs and know that they're going to go there and we're not stinks. Um, but, you know, the future's bright, so I'm down. I'm, 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 cool. I'm cool, no matter what happens, as long as we win. I have a different vibe if we lose. Absolutely, yeah. And sorry, I should have mentioned this in the beginning. And I just want to bring some note to this. I forgot to mention to you guys even before, but we talked about this before we started our show. Demar Hamlin, what happened Monday night was absolutely – I mean, there's really no words for it. It was a tragedy. And, you know, we don't know everything that's going on with the situation right now because he's still in the hospital, still in critical condition. But – it's just absolutely unbelievable and scary what happened on Monday Night Football with DeMar Hamlin and the Buffalo Bills. And um, I, I thought it was right just to bring awareness to it and just send our thoughts and prayers to him. And hopefully everything's OK. I know these guys got some words on it as well. So um, my thoughts and prayers go out to DeMar Hamlin and the whole Buffalo Bills organization. Yeah, bro. Like we're talking about life and death, man. That, that's one of the scariest things I've ever seen in my life personally. Like, you just see a player and just collapses on the field. We've never seen that. I've been watching football for, what, a little more than 15 years, I'd say. I've never seen anything like that. That was scary, man. Our thoughts and prayers are with him. And even, like, not just him, but, like, his family as well because they're going through it as well. So we're praying for him, hope everything's okay, and let's hope he can bounce back. Yeah, man. I mean, I think the main, the, the biggest word you could use for this is scary. Um the whole situation was just scary, man. I mean, anybody that played or any type of level, you play football, I'm, I'm pretty sure you heard it from your parents, your, your mother, exactly, that your mother, um, that she will be, that she's scared that anything like that would happen to you. She's scared for you to get hurt or, or worse, you know? And I'm pretty sure, like, I can just imagine how that kid's, that, that kid's mother was feeling when the whole thing happened, man. I'm, I'm, I couldn't imagine. So, I mean, it's scary. The good news is, is that I heard he's getting better. I heard he's doing a lot better. Um, so that that's, that's definitely positive, man. Because that whole situation was just, at first when it happened, man, I don't even know, man. It's like the whole sports world. I'm pretty sure the whole world that, that saw it, it was like, it's stunned. Because so young, and if something like that happens to him, it's just, man, like sometimes you don't even have the words, man. It's, it's tough. Yeah, no, it's definitely one of those situations where there isn't many words for it. And it's like I had people, like you said, that don't watch football or, you know, very casually watching, asking me about like the situation or even talking about the situation. So it shows the magnitude of the stage that it was on. But, man, it's just very scary. But like Malcolm said, we've heard more encouraging news as, as the hours go by. We're recording this on Wednesday night, so we don't know the full conditions right now. But news has gotten better as f- from Monday, definitely. So all we could do is just hope and pray that it does get better. And like we said, there's really not much to say about it. Just a very, very scary situation. I do yeah. want to say this. I do want to say this, though, man. You know, w- you know, if, if you know, hopefully he does make it. Um, once he makes it, he's going to see the like how everybody came together um, with this, you know, you see it in, in, in the, 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 like all sports, like I saw a hockey team was wearing a, a, like his number, a number three shirt. 
Was that was that like one of the teams in the city? Yeah, um, it was the Buffalo Sabers. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, so they're rock like they they're rocking like his foundation made over over a million dollars in donations, like from like all the support. Yeah, wait, what was the number here? Over five million. Over five million. Yeah, that's that's incredible, man, and that just shows how the the community you know come together and they, they support um you know the the, the situation so. I'm pretty sure once he once he gets healthy and he's going to see everything that happened and how everybody pretty much came to support him, that's going to be joy. That's going to be joy, man. Yeah, man. Football's family for sure. Football is a family. At the end of the day, we have these rivalries. We say we hate these guys or we get, or we call bums sometimes. But at the end of the day, you know, these are human beings. This is a family and we all love it as much as these guys do. So, you know, like Malcolm said, football is family and that foundation has definitely shown why football is family. But obviously there's no good segue to talk about such a scary topic, but we're going to try our best to continue to do the show and still talk about this Lions-Packers matchup because it's still a very significant matchup, but obviously not as significant as the life of DeMar Hamlin right now. But like I said, there's really no good segue, but we have to talk about the injury report for both these squads. So, Pierre, what is the injury report looking for both the Lions and the Packers right now? Yeah, so we'll go with the Packers injury report first. And the Packers actually had a walkthrough today, so this is an estimation. Uh, David Bakhtari with a knee and abdomen was limited. Linebacker Chris uh, Barnes with a hand was a full participant. Safety Rudy Ford uh, with a wrist and knee was a full participant. Uh, guard and tackle Elton Jenkins with a knee was a participation. Uh, Aaron Jones was limited with a knee and ankle. Tackle, oh gosh. Um, let's go with Yash and Jacobman. I don't know if I said that right. With a shoulder was limited. Quarterback Keyshawn Nixon with a groin was limited. Quarterback Aaron Rodgers, right thumb knee did not participate, but he's going to play, guys. Wide receiver Christian Watson with a hip was limited. I mean, they're pretty healthy. Like most of these things just look like kind of it's like grass sort of because they're all limited. I, I think they're, they're pretty healthy right now. And what's the lines looking like right now? I know they're pretty healthy right now, too. Yeah. Guard Coyote Oshika with an ankle did not practice. Guard center with an ankle was limited. Fullback uh, Jason Kamido with a knee did not participate. Safety Deshaun Elliott's shoulder was limited. Running back Justin Jackson with a hip was a full person. Then Frank right now did not practice. But with Frank, he doesn't practice the first two days. Friday he's limited. Then he plays on Sunday. Also, I do want to mention this. Deshaun Elliott was limited, but like he tweeted out. I forgot if he tweeted up on Instagram. He's like, basically, there's no way he's going to miss this game. So um, Deshaun Elliott is probably going to be back as well, bearing any setbacks. The Lions are healthy too, man. Like, let's go. Let yeah, us this roll. Is- this is exactly what you want, man, and especially for a national TV game. You want the best on best right now. You want all the good players out there for both these squads. You don't want to hear excuses of this guy missing a game or this guy wasn't good to go. Like You're not going to have that in this game unless an injury happens early in the game. Hopefully not, right? But you got best on best, no injuries here, and having Deshaun Elliott after missing his last two games is definitely – a huge sign um, because the line safety room could definitely use it right now. We saw Malafon who got his first cruise versus Carolina wasn't great. Had a little bounce back, uh, you know, bounce back performance versus the Bears. But to get a guy that has been good for this team and have him versus this game versus the Packers is definitely big. So having Deshaun Elliott is great news, and to see no one else pop up in the injury report is great news as well. Yeah, and I don't know if you guys remember Hard Knocks Campbell was basically talking about. Like, I thought, I forgot what week he mentioned, but he's like, guys, I promise you we're practicing hard now because when it comes to, like, these last weeks towards the end of the year, we'll be healthy. 
And I mean, like we were kind of knocking that a little in the beginning of the year where they were all banged up, but he was right. Right? Yeah. You look at it working out. They are one of the healthiest teams in the league. And that conditioning that they did in the beginning of the year is a big reason why. Shout to Campbell. Boop, 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 boop. Also, yeah, another player returned to practice. Chase Lucas. I mean, he's not gonna play in this game, but he's back. He's got his twenty-one day window. So, hey, Lions make the playoffs. Playoffs. Maybe, maybe he returns. Playoffs. Playoffs. Even if he doesn't play, like it's always good for a young guy to get these reps because he's still a young guy. He needs as much practice as he could get. In my opinion. Hundred percent. Yeah. All right, let's take a quick commercial break, and then we're going to break down this Lions offense versus Packers defense. Hey, Prior Podcast listeners, it's your boy Malcolm here. And if you're a sports better like me, let me tell you about Odds Traders. Odds Traders is a place to compare all odds from all major sports books. You can also compare the different sign-up codes and promotional codes from different sports books to get the best deal. This app also provides player stats, key game stats, injury reports, projected game day weather so the bettors can make the most informed bets as possible. This app also has bet trackers so bettors can keep records of all their games and betting activity. Looking to maximize your bets? Go to oddstrader.com slash bluewire. Again, that's O-D-D-S-T-R-A-D-E-R.com slash Blue Wire. Oz Traders, the number one site for your game day bets. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, guys. We are back. Let's talk about this game now. Let's get into some matchups here. Lions offense versus Packers defense. We talked about before the show started. This Packers defense has played a lot better as of late. They're very hot as well. They're on a four-game winning streak. And we even saw earlier in the year, granted, these teams are very different from when they first played earlier in the year. But Packers defense did a very, very good job against Jared Goff in this offense. And not many teams this year has been able to say that. So whoever wants to take over, what are some matchups to look over in this game? Um, 
Jahir Alexander, I think, is the first one we talk about. Pierre, go ahead. Talk about Jahir Alexander in this Packers defense. Yeah, Jair Alexander, I mean, the first time he played Justin Jefferson, Justin Jefferson destroyed him. And then last week, he's like, it's not going to happen again. He sh- he didn't, I don't want to say he shut down Justin, but he did a really good job with Justin Jefferson. Um, he, he did the great on Justin Jefferson as well. Jair Alexander is the top seven, top five cornerback, whatever you want to say. He's one of the best corners in this league. He's fast. He's physical. He tackles. He's everything you want in number one corner. And then opposite of him, you got Russell Douglas, who's a really good number two corner. He's a veteran. He has that savviness to him. He has four picks in, uh, this year. He fits really well with what they're doing in Green Bay. So you have a really good one-two corner. Um, at nickel right now, it's kind of tricky. They've been banged up. Darnell Savage has seen some nickel time. Their safety, he hasn't played that well. Um, so, again, like this is a game where we talk about a lot, but you attack the middle of the field. Attack those linebackers. Attack the nickel corners. And if though if your guys beat the outside guys, go at them. But I'd mainly focus on attacking the the inside the linebackers, the nickel guy, the safeties. Maybe stay away from those corners a little. Malcolm, I want to get you in here because you told me you watched the last game versus the Vikings, and they were completely dominant in that game. And just looking on the rankings right now, these look very average. Their points per game, 17th in the league. Total defense, 18th. Rushing defense, 26. I mean, that's just been the Packers formula for years now. They don't know how to stop the run. Passing defense, 4th best in the league. Third down efficiency, 8th best in the league. Red zone efficiency, 15th in the league. Takeaway, 6th in the league. What do you make of those numbers? You told me before the show, maybe you take those with a bit of a grain of assault. How have they been playing recently defensively? They, they've been playing a lot better defensively, but... I'm looking at it with a grain of salt because I think it was after the Philly game, look after the Philly game, which was like the end of November, you know, it wasn't December yet. So starting December, the schedule got a lot easier, way a lot easier. They played the Bears, Rams, Dolphins were two getting a concussion, Vikings, and now they play us. So it's not like they played any, I mean, the only team they played out over 500 at that time was a Dolphins. I mean, the Dolphins and the Vikings. They played Dolphins and Vikings. Um, but the Vikings, I think the Vikings are very overrated. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, this, this, this is what it was the Vikings. I mean, they, they, there's no hope for the Vikings. But during that stretch, I mean, the, the whole December stretch, when they played those teams, they, their defense has came alive. They got a lot better, stopping the run, um, forcing turnovers. They're forcing a lot of turnovers. Uh and yeah, that, that, I think Jair Alexander got his confidence back as, as that, that that top corner. So during that stretch, they got they got better. And sometimes you need the, these type of team. You need to go through the stretch where you play these te- teams to get your confidence back. And it looked like that's what the Packers did, and they got it back, I guess, defensively. So yeah, their defense their defense is a lot better than their numbers right now. Yeah, for sure, and. I think right now in that last matchup with the Lions, they looked really good. But I think you can make the argument for both of these teams, even defensively, offensively. We're going to talk about the Packers offense in a little bit. But these teams are completely different from when they first played. The, the first matchup, Lions-Packers at Ford Field, the final score was 15-9. And I could probably say confidently, outside of the New England game, that was the worst Jared Goff slash Lions offensive performance we've seen this year. And, you know, the Packers defense did some stuff to disrupt Goff, and um, they did a good job versus us. But I, I think when you look at this Lions offense, too, it's different, too. And we've seen a different confidence from this team as well. 
when they played earlier in the year, the Lions were one and six. That was the Lions' first win to really get this win streak going. And that's how they made this game relevant at that point. But, you know, at, at this point, this offense in the last since, you know, after that game, offense has been humming. Offense has been humming. They got some guys healthy. They got the run game going last week. The Packers defense has a handful this week, and I think Ben Johnson's going to get really, really creative in this matchup versus the Packers and knowing what they did in the first matchup and having more weapons now. The Packers have a handful, I think, this Sunday. I think with this week, like speaking of the Packers defense, they're not good against the run, but they got a big boy and Kenny Clark, really good. Devondre Campbell, really good linebacker. They're not going to stop the run, and your best defense is keeping Aaron Rodgers on the sideline, right? You run the ball, you get them in the running game, and then you work the play action off the running game. And that, that's how you beat this this team uh, on the road. You you have to be able to run the ball against this team. But you don't want to go in a shutout with Aaron Rodgers at Lambeau Field. It's not a good recipe. We've seen it happen a lot here. Like, as Lions fans, we've seen that happen. It's just not a good recipe. Um, <laughs> Malcolm made that face like, shit, we don't want that to happen. <laughs> so... Uh, you know, uh, I mean, yeah, I like the whole running the ball idea, man. But uh, I, like I said, man, Aaron Rodgers hasn't looked like Aaron Rodgers as of late, man. I mean, yeah, he has Lazard. Yeah, that, the rookie is getting a lot better, but he, they're not they're not lighting the world on fire. And I'm I'm just saying that like last week, Aaron Rodgers had yeah they put up forty how many points they had last week 40, 40, 40 41? They had forty one points last week. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers threw for 150 yards. Yeah, they, they ran all over them. They ran all over uh, Minnesota. No, it wasn't even, yeah, they ran the ball, but most of the points came off of they had a kick return for a touchdown. They had a pick six. They had, you know, turnovers. I mean, most Aaron Rodgers didn't do much. They probably could have won that game with Darren Neal anybody. Their backup could have probably won that game. It, it wasn't like Aaron Rodgers was phenomenal and, and, and lit the world on fire. He had 150 yards. I know, but Malcolm, like, just the magnitude of this game for the Packers, it's win or go home. I think we'll see the best of Aaron Rodgers this year. Yeah, you have to deal with this, this pass rush. So let, let, let him he have does. the best of Aaron Rodgers. I know. I just think, feel like Aaron Rodgers doesn't play down to the moment. He all, like, I feel, Campbell even said we're expecting the best Aaron Rodgers this Sunday. We like, could. he's had an espresso. I mean, they have to. You have yeah. to, right? And, like, I'm, that's what I'm saying on this show. Like, if we get the best of Aaron Rodgers, I think the best way to win this game is to control the clock run the football, gash them in the running game, get the defense tired, and work your play action off that. Kind of what they did in the beginning of the year. That recipe worked, like, a it, lot. It, it they could. did I it mean, last week as well. Last week worked really well. Yeah. And, and the thing is, when we, played the, when we played the Packers the first time, we didn't have Josh Reynolds. We didn't have DJ Shark. No, right, we're yeah. Playing, we're playing with Tom Kennedy. Same with our, him, too. I mean, same with him. Yeah, I mean... We that's that's a narrative with the media right now that I think they're not putting much emphasis as far as both teams got better. They're saying like if you watch that's any media better. show, they're saying, oh yeah, they played the pack, they played the Lions the first time, but the Packers got so much better. So did the Lions? They both got really they, they, better. They, they, they're not talking about the Lions getting better. They they they're not even mentioning how much better the Lions got since the first time we played them. We played them with Tom Kennedy. Our offense wasn't even clicking the way that our offense is clicking right now. <laughs> We're right. actually going through a down stretch after because when we played the Packers. We played them after the Dallas game, and I just no, was actually I think it was after, after the Miami game. Green Bay so hasn't actually, seen. Oh, my bad, interrupt. Green Bay hasn't seen 
uh, our two young rookies, James Houston and um, the uh, J-Mo. Josh Pascal. Oh, <laughs> and Pascal, all three of them. They, they, they haven't seen. They, they don't know what's coming. Going to be coming at them. They've never seen James Houston. They're going to say they're going to have a real problem on Sunday. I can tell you that right now. Was that a pun? Yes. So was that intended? <laughs> that was oh. actually intended. They're going to have a real problem trying to contain the problem on absolutely. Sunday. Yeah, absolutely. The thing is, like, they, 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 they don't know our weapons right now. The only weapons they know is on my say, bro. That's the only weapon they know. They don't know, they don't know DJ Shark. They, they haven't played him. They haven't played Shark. I, I think you know, when you, my bad. Go ahead. No, 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 no. You're fine, man. I think when you look at their left side of the offense line, it's pretty strong. You got Bakatari and Jenkins, but after that, it's pretty average or bad. Like their center is Josh Myers. He's kind of average, right? Then you got uh, John Runyon who played at Michigan. He's he's okay. Then you have the right tackle. Uh, what's his face? Yash Nishman, is it? I don't know. Undrafted in 2019, he's been average to okay. And you got the Lions pass rushes right now are, are literally hot. Like the past few weeks, they're hot. They're rolling. Um, they got some juice to them, man. Like this athleticism is just so fun to see. We haven't seen this in forever. This athleticism on the D line. I'm, um, I'm expecting them to get home a lot this week. But yeah. uh, as far as I mean, you, you know what your your game plan as far as running the ball, controlling the clock, that's cool. I like that. But I just feel like our offense is better than their defense. I don't care which way you sum it up. I think our offense, with our offensive line, our receivers, our running game, I think is better than their than their defense. So I think, honestly, man, I think we're going to be able to do whatever the hell we want to do. I think we are going to run the ball. I think that's going to get the play-action game going with Jared Goff. You're going to find guys in the middle of the field. You're going to find them on Ross April. You're going to find DJ Shark. You're going to find yeah. uh, Reynolds. And then you're going to see some some gym action. I think they're going to have some more gym plays this week, which is going to be exciting. So, but... You know what? I just think that we're better. I think everybody's counting us out. The media's counting us out. The nation, the, the, the whole sports world is counting us out. And I think we're just going to prove a point that we're better than the Green Bay Packers, which we are. I think we are a better team than the Green Bay Packers because the Packers without Aaron Rodgers, I mean, they're nobodies. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you, take, you take Aaron Rodgers, they're absolute nobodies. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah. You're right. You're right. <laughs> the Packers are very bad without Aaron Rodgers. I think you make the same thing with lines around and Jared Goff, though. Yeah, you can, you can, you can. Which I mean, you probably said that with about any. We can say that about probably about any team. Any team take with a starting, their star quarterback. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, this is what it is, man. You know what? I'm tired of this whole Aaron Rodgers is a superstar god oh, figure. I, I to think them. I think you got a point right now because you mentioned their four game winning streak. They haven't really played a world beater team yet. I mean, they played the Rams. They played the Bears, which we just saw what we did to the the Bears. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. Uh, Oof. Um, the Dolphins. I mean. Even that game, like, concussed to a second half, him throwing, literally throwing picks at Jahir Alexander in that defense. They only won the game by six points. Like, they still had the ball, the opportunity to win the game, Miami, with the concussed Tua. Yeah, they played a concussed Tua for, for two quarters, and they barely won. They barely won. They gave the ball back, and, you know, they, they had opportunities to put the game away, and, and they didn't. They didn't put the game away. And right now, our defense, we had a bad game versus Carolina. Yeah, but yeah. other than that, it's been a very, very solid defense. And it really all started in the first matchup versus this team, versus the Green Bay Packers. That's when our defense really started to click, and that's when we saw the defensive changes, and that's when we saw Aubrey Pleasant fired. That was the first game without Aubrey Pleasant. 
And that's when we've seen the turnaround. And fun fact, you know who is on the Green Bay staff right now? That's crazy, man. So, yeah, he's on your staff. He is on their staff. Working on the offensive side of the football as well. Offense, not defense. Yeah, he's a, a offensive coordinator. No, not coordinator. Offensive no, uh, like passing uh, assistant or something like that. I, I don't know what the hell he does. He's he's getting a paycheck right now. Which passing is coordinator, some something. I don't know, something like that. Good for him, uh, right? But our defense in that first matchup was able to get Aaron Rodgers frustrated. I mean, Aaron yeah. Rodgers wasn't on his A game. He had some overthrows, and you know he wasn't his best version, didn't have the chemistry with his receivers. And I think we could agree, both of us, or all three of us, that the chemistry with Rodgers and his receivers have definitely gotten better since that first matchup, like 110%. Like, the, mat- the chemistry got better. got better. Yeah, right? But yeah. I still think our defense has gotten better since that game as well, and we were able to give them a, a lot of problems, and especially number 31, Kirby Joseph. That was the coming out party for Kirby Joseph, where yep. – he had two interceptions. He had the huge pass breakup. And you saw it. Aaron Rodgers was frustrated, really frustrated. The Lions defense did a lot of things, you know, to disrupt him. And he didn't give us a lot of credit in the Pat McAfee show afterwards that game. But I, I think we can agree since that game, maybe take out the Chicago game and take out the Carolina game, which, you know, you obviously can't take those out. But like overall, it's been a really good defense since the moving on from Aubrey Pleasant and since that Packers game. And I, I like the matchups here right now, too, for the Lions defense um, to potentially get it going. And I think this Lions offense will look better in this matchup with, like you guys said, with having our weapons back and being able to get more creative. I like the idea of running the ball. I still like the idea of passing the ball. I think the bread and butter for this Lions offense is slinging the ball right now. When they get that passing game going is when we see a really good offense, getting Amon Ross St. Brown, getting DeAndre Swift in some short passes, getting Reynolds, getting Chark, JMO, certain plays, Raymond, all those guys. We have all our playmakers available for us. So, you want a mixed bag versus Packers defense. You don't necessarily just want to run the ball or just necessarily just pass the ball. Just have a mixed bag, have a balanced offense, and you should be able to score some points versus defense. Yeah. I was, like, just thinking about this, too. Um, do we have Chark versus Green Bay? No, no we do not. We didn't so now you have, you have JMO and Chark. Basically, what you could do is you could, like, you know, you could use your speed on the outside. And if they put a safety there, you, you attack the middle of the field. But if they, they just play one-on-one, then throw it up. Maybe they, they come down with it, you know, especially Chark. I mean, he's been really good the past few weeks on those 50-50 balls. Him and, his, yeah. he and uh, Goff's chemistry is on point right now. Obviously, Jamo and Goff still a work in progress. But, man, if, if Jamo beats his guy, Goff is going to throw it up there. Whether he completes it or not, we'll see. But Goff, yeah. Goff is going to throw it to him. <laughs> they just need to get it down, man. It's hard. It's hard when you haven't practiced all year. You haven't played together that much. Um, it's hard to get used to that speed, something different that no one really, that no other receiver really has on the team. Chark is fast, but Jam was like lightning fast. So it's yeah. just hard to get all that down. No, no, I, know, I know they have some good corners, like you mentioned, and you don't want to take those for lightly. You know, Jahir Alexander's playing some really good ball right now, like you Russell mentioned. Douglas Russell well. Douglas playing some good ball right now, right? So you still respect those guys, but. I honestly, right now, I trust QB 16. He's playing with confidence. He's not turnovering the ball. So I know he's not going to make bad mistakes in the game. Or at least I hope he doesn't make bad mistakes. I do too. Yeah, let's hope. Yeah, you know, he hasn't been doing it recently. They had a streak of no turnovers, you know, until that Carolina game, which was kind of a, just a fluky play with a bad snap. But take out that play, which, I, like I said, I know you can't take him out. But they've been playing really clean football, not turning over the ball. And 
I expect Goff to, you know, have his reads. We have a good offensive line. They're giving him time in the pocket. So I trust Goff to make smart throws even with these really good corners with Alexander and um, Rasul Douglas. I'm going to say what Jim Short said to Matthew Stafford. Sling that bitch. Sling that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. I mean, I'm not, I'm not really worried. The thing is with the, the Packers and their defense, uh, we're not the Minnesota Vikings. The Minnesota Vikings are like a one-trick pony. You take away um, the receiver. What's the guy's name? Can't Justin Jefferson. Justin, Justin Jefferson. Jefferson. You take away Jeff- Justin Jefferson, the whole offense is confused. They, they don't know what the hell to do. They don't know to catch passes. Like, it's a hawk dropping passes left and right. They don't know what to do. I mean, at that point, now he's looking at the other guy. Uh, oh, they went the slot guy. No, not, he wasn't looking at the other Osborne. His other guy, Osborne. Like he's like he was like their best option. Detroit native, KJ Osborne. Yeah, KJ Osborne. So he was like their best option after that, which is not not the greatest. You know, they, you, you don't want that as your second option. If, if your first option is not going well, you don't want that to be your second option. So we're not we're not like the Vikings. We have weapons all over. Who is who is Jair Alexander going to cover? He's going to cover who? DJ Shark? Uh, he's not going to follow. He's not going to follow uh, St. Brown in the slot. He's no, 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 no. I, if I had to guess, it'd probably be uh, DJ. I don't even know if he yeah. follows people, does he? he I mean, he followed JJ, right? But is he going to follow DJ Chark? I mean, probably if, not. He's going to stay on his side. Might, might just stay on his side. Who knows? We'll but see. That, that, yeah. That's the thing. It's not like he can say, okay, let's take away let's, let's take away this guy. And and then if we take away this guy, this line, this offense will crumble. It's, we're not like that. We have so many weapons. Yeah, you go, who do you take away? You take away uh, Amon Ross Brown, and you throw the Shark. Or the shark, take, take away shark and throw them all around St. Brown. You're going to run the ball. I mean, we have so many things we can do right now that is, is, I think it's going to give the Packers a lot of trouble. Yeah, and it's, I it's, feel like go ahead. Sorry, the, go tight ends, the tight yeah. ends also, Zilstra and uh, Brock Wright, I feel like you have to account for them because the Lions haven't gone so much. Like, you look at right now the Lions offense, I don't think there's a weak spot right now on the offense. I mean, you could say maybe tight end, but the tight ends have balled out really, like the past few weeks. Yeah. Uh, you want to say O line? The, the O line has played great. You want to say quarterback? You Jared Goff's playing out of his mind. <laughs> I'm just saying, like in general, yeah. Jared Goff's playing. You want to say running backs? We were talking about Swift and Jamal Williams. Swift, Swift finally played like DeAndre Swift, making the cuts, had good vision, uh, making the right reads. You know, all that. What wasn't wasn't thinking too much, just playing football. I mean, there's. There's just receivers. It's, it's probably one of the best receivers room in the league. There, there is nothing like, like depth wise too. I'm talking about. They have really good depth. Kali Freeman and Jamo are not starting, and they're contributing a lot to this team. Yeah, I mean, it, there's stats. What was the stat? What was the stat that we have? We have. I think we're the first Lions team to have a total of four thousand passing yards and two thousand rushing yards. yards. Yes. That's 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 team effort right there, man. Yeah, yeah. That's that's team football. They're stacked, yeah. man. Right now, it reminds me of like the older lines, but it's even better than that. Like, I would say 2016, 2017, when we had all those guys. Like 2016, you had Marvin Jones, Golden Tate, Anquan Bolden. It's like, oh, who's going to beat the guy that day? And it's kind of like this right now, but you're also it's, adding a running game with that yeah. as well. I'm gonna say like that year we didn't have who's our running back? Zach Zenner? And sixteen, yeah, everyone was going down. We had Abdullah going down, Theo went down. And then it was then it was Zenner? It was Zenner and Justin Forsett. I, I could guarantee you we didn't total a thousand yards on the ground. No, hundred percent not. That was all on Stafford's arm and, and all the receivers. <laughs> no, 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 yeah. But that's my point. Is like we have that now with a running game. Like it, yeah. it, it reminds me of sixteen and seventeen when we had all these good receivers and you didn't really know who's gonna have the big day. It was gonna be Golden Tate, Marvin Jones, whatever. You have that now. It's like, oh, who's gonna have the big day? Amon Ra, Chark, um, 
Reynolds, Jamison, Raymond, whoever, right? It's mainly usually Chark or Aminra, right? But now you're factoring a run game that could also be a big factor in these game plans as well, like Jamal Williams and DeAndre Swift. And we've seen it even some moments with Justin Jackson when he plays too. So no, man, and it's really good right now. It's humming right now. And um, I think this offense could do whatever they want. And they've been able to do it really versus anybody like there hasn't been many matchups this year where defense has given us problems the only games i've said is was that stretch where we were injured when we didn't have our guys out there like the new england game the dallas game and the green bay game we were injured but since we've gotten our guys back it's been a top three offense in the nfl yeah yeah and we, um, play some, we play some tough defenses during that stretch too the the the, the jets yeah they had a top secondary um yeah, they were able to pass the ball around them. Um, even the Panthers, I mean, they have a, they had a top. Didn't they have a top secondary? I know, I know the Giants had a solid secondary. Yeah. Oh, well, the Jets game wasn't great offensively, honestly. It wasn't. I don't remember. We expected that though. We like, only had we one touchdown. Kind of it was the Brock Ray touchdown. I mean, oh yeah, 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 yeah. That was kind That's of expected right. though. Like we knew it was going to be like a you know a sloppy yeah. whatever you want to call it defensive type of game. I mean that's but, a that's a different animal too. You're, this Green Bay Packers defense is not like the Jets defense. That Jets no, defense not. is a top three defense in the league. I mean this Packers yeah. defense is respectful. I'm not going to say they're bad or terrible. They're respectful defense, but I think this offense should be able to put up some points against this Packers D. Yeah, and then also I don't feel like the Packers defense has seen an offense. I mean we're just talking about the guys has seen an offense like ours all year. Like yeah, they maybe well, they, they played play Buffalo. Year. They played Buffalo early in the year too. So they, the they Buffalo's fit. offense was also a little like you know, like it wasn't always clicking. Like well, it was. I mean, they did a solid job versus that Packers. They scored twenty seven points in that game and won. So it wasn't like the Packers shot them down or anything like that. I still just feel like they haven't seen an offense as stacked as ours. Dynamic. I think our offense Dynamic. is personally. I think our offense is better than Buffalo's offense. That's. I mean, we're a top three offense right now. I think. Yeah. Yeah, we are. So, I mean, Philadelphia, when they played them, they gave up 40 points to them. Oof. Oh, oh yeah, Philadelphia is up there. Like, us and Philly, I'd say. Um, yeah. I mean, like, da- Dallas, they lost. I mean, the Packers beat them, but 28 points for some. But I think our offense is better than Dallas's too. Yeah, so, you know, also, like we said, though, like both teams are getting healthier now. Both teams look a lot different. You know, Rodgers is finally connecting with Christian Watson. That was a work in progress, and now now they're clicking. Kind of like how Chark and Goff for me neither was off. Now they're on. Same with uh, Rodgers and was and um, Christian Watson. He's a fast guy. You have to count for his speed. So I don't know, man. It's going to be fun. Also, like I do want to mention two names though: Kenny Clark and Preston Smith. You got to count for those guys every time. Rashawn Gary, obviously, he's out. Ruptures Achilles at Ford Field when we played them. I think right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So you got to account for those two guys. Those two guys are bees. They could wreck your game plan. So I I watched him literally just take the ball right from Kirk Cousins' hands. (laughs) Clark. He pretty much bull rushed. He bull rushed the the center right all the way to 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 Kirk Cousins and just literally just snatched the ball from him. I think that's a guy maybe you double because Ragnall is dealing with that footage. I, I love Ragnall. I think he's one of the best centers in the league, but he's also playing a little hurt. So maybe you help him out sometimes a little bit. Nothing's wrong with that. But honestly, I love our the matchup of our offensive line. It's kind of strength on strength, and I think our strength is a lot more strength than their strength. If that makes sense, yeah, yeah, I'll say so. Let's let we talk about our defense a little bit and Aaron Rodgers. But Malcolm, from those games you watched, specifically the Vikings game, I know you mentioned it. 
what scares you on this Packers offense? What's something that Aaron Glenn has to take account this week? Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones and uh, what's the, the, AJ, the, AJ Dillon. AJ Dillon. If we can, if we can stop this running game, I'm calling a blowout. I'm calling a blowout. If we stop the running game, save there, like they, they, we stuffed the running game, and then now Aaron Rodgers is forced throwing the ball more than he wants to. I don't think Aaron Rodgers want to throw the ball that much because even though yeah he got he got better better chemistry with these receivers. I think none of these guys are number one receivers. None of these guys. I mean, they're throwing the ball to Lazard. Lazard probably is probably his best receiver. His more best, most consistent receiver is Lazard. The most promising is a rookie. Um, Christian Watson. Christian Watson. Watson. Christian Watson. He's the most promising receiver. So he has a future in the league. But as of right now, he's not dominating. He's not like he's not number one receiver. I don't think I don't think he's a number one receiver. I think I don't think Lazard's a number one receiver really. I mean, he's just playing with a bunch of twos. So I mean, you take away his running game, I'm calling a blowout. Yeah, I mean, you look at their winning streak and what they've been able to do. I mean, they're not throwing the ball as much as you think they are. In the Bears game, 31 times versus the Rams, 30 times versus the Dolphins, they throw the ball a little more through 38 times, and then versus the Vikings, had to only throw the ball. 24 times and the matchup early in the year when the Lions played him he had to throw the ball 43 times and I, I agree with you I don't think that's something they want to do this week and ha- have Aaron Rodgers throw the ball 40 plus times you know they want him to lean on the running game and create plays off the run now the Lions run defense has to be disciplined this week and they got it corrected this week versus the Bears as Campbell says they got their identity back you know they corrected it they cannot have what happened in Carolina happen again this Sunday because if that happens, that blowout that you're talking about, it flips the other way around. It goes in the Packers' advantage potentially. 100%. 100%. So the Lions have to get that run defense right. It was a real bad showing in the cold last time on Christmas Eve versus the Panthers, and I don't want to blame it all in the colds, but they have to correct that run defense. If Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon are having their ways, Aaron Rodgers is going to sit back in that pocket. He's going to hand the ball off to them, and then they're going to put all that emphasis in the run game. Aaron Rodgers is going to have these one-on-one looks, and then we know what that's going to happen. It's going to be a disaster from there. And we've seen previous matchups, Lions-Packers be like that. So you have to be disciplined in the run defense. That's got to be your first, first priority is stopping this run. And as crazy as it sounds, you want Aaron Rodgers on the ball 40, 50, maybe 60 times in this game. You want him slinging that ball, as crazy as that sounds. At this age, at this point of his career, not having the greatest chemistry with these receivers, it's better. It's better than the first matchup. You still have to stop that run game. Yeah, like we talk, I feel like we talk about this every week, right? Stop the run game, for second long, third and long situations, pass situations where you know they're going to pass. You're bringing your James Houston's, your Romeo Quara's. Your Hudgens, like all, you bring in your pass rusher package and you get after the pass, you don't have to worry about stopping the run. I mean, we've seen when the Lions have won games, literally destroyed teams, is when they've done that. Like, for example, Jacksonville. Look what they did to Jacksonville, right? So if you could do that, man, that would be huge. That that would be like. Yeah, but I, I, I feel I feel a lot comfortable. I feel a lot comfortable with our pass rush, knowing that if we take away their running game, we make them one dimensional. I mean, I think that's that's to be the key. Make a one-dimensional. And then if you send our pass rush at him, man, I think it's going to make Aaron Rodgers really frustrated because our pass rush is 
probably better than all the previous teams he probably played just now. Um, I would I agree. Hundred percent. Bears, Bears, Rams, and um, Rams and uh, d- Dolphins. Dolphins are not bad. They're not bad, but I don't think they're, they're no. pressuring them. Not, they're not going to pressure. Them, I don't think. Not like, as consistently like, as us. Not, not like what we're about to do to them. Yeah, and then who did they last week? Vikings? No. Yeah. The Vikings? No. So, yeah, because the amount of pass rush that we have, man, I, I honestly think we're going to put – if we could stop them and make him pass, yeah, you know, he's going to be in a world of running around and trying to create shit because those guys are going to be coming. And, and Especially think, James Houston. I think it's relevant, too, in the first matchup when he played the Packers, and I know what they said, we, we, they've gotten better, right? The running game has gotten better, but the Lions – they did a very good job with Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon. The leading rusher in that game for the Packers was Aaron Rodgers. That that was their leading rusher in that game was Aaron Rodgers. They did a phenomenal job with Jones and and uh, Dillon, and that's what we've seen this d- defensive turnaround when they've been able to stop the run. But uh, you know we can agree the run game has gotten better for Green Bay since that matchup. So you still have to account for it. And we've seen in the past Aaron Jones give us some really rough games. We've seen him score four touchdowns versus this team before. So. Mm-hmm. He's given us issues in the past, so you have to be able to contain him and not let him be uh, too much of a problem. You know, he's going to get his reps. He's going to get big carries here and there, right? But you can't make him the biggest issue. You can't let him have his way all game long. It's going to be tough to completely stop him, but as long as you contain him and not make him a huge issue, I think you have a good shot defensively of holding him. I think another thing you have to do too, and we talked about this last you have to keep Aaron Rodgers in the pocket. Uh, when he gets out of that pocket, he's dangerous with his legs or with his arm. Like, not necessarily dangerous with legs, but he's smart at getting those first downs. If you're playing, especially if you're playing lots of man, you got to contain those edges with Aaron Rodgers. Because if you don't, he's going to beat you. Uh, he's going to beat your man coverage, whether it's a pass going outside the pocket, you know, receivers uh, playing that scrambling drill with him, or if it's him running for a first down. Even the interior, you have to be very disciplined in your gap assignments and you have to contain your edges because. If you don't, man, it's it's not it's not going to be good. Yeah, they have. I mean, he ran for a touchdown last week. Yeah, I mean, they have two different style yeah. backs. They have a guy like Dylan who's going to gash you up right at the middle, and then they have Aaron Jones who's going to run on the edges. Like they have no problems with either back, and if you're not able to stop either, or you know, they're going to do that. They're going to keep doing that until you're able to stop it. That's what the Packers do. That's especially what Aaron Rodgers does, especially when he sees a corner struggling or like certain something struggling. They're not one of those teams that are not going to like be aware of that. They're going to keep running that certain play until you are able to stop it. So you have to show your discipline early on in this game that you could stop those runs and you could stop certain players in the passing game. So um, it's, it's, it's a big test because they've been playing and running the ball a lot better recently. Now you mentioned some you mentioned some stuff just now. You mentioned you mentioned struggling. You mentioned taking advantage. That that just brings me up to our secondary. First, who do you expect to be out there? Because right now, I feel like we're playing musical chairs with our corners. Yeah, especially if I, especially if we're playing. I think we're playing musical chairs with our, with our outside corner. Absolutely. Who, who are you expecting to be out there, and what what matchup are you expecting? Like, do you see a situation where Rogers see Will Harris lined up and say ha 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 ha, and just keep targeting them <laughs> the whole goddamn game, or if you see a, a, a you see Jeff Akut out there, he says ha 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 ha, and just start targeting the entire game like. Uh, who do you expect to be out there and what's going on with that corner? Let's go with this is musical chairs, like you said. So it's really pick out of a hat. Who's starting on the outside corner? Jerry Jacobs, you're the only guarantee right now. <laughs> Jerry Jacobs is the only guarantee. And I think Williams is pretty much a lock to start in the nickel, right? Who is going to be the other outside corner outside of Jerry Jacobs? We saw Jeff Okuda not getting 
too many snaps last week versus the Bears, and we saw him get benched versus the Panthers. We've seen Mike Hughes get more of a role recently. Am I crazy to say this? I think I'd rather prefer Mike Hughes right now than Jeff Okuda. Absolutely not. Unless, unless you know, Jeff Okuda increases, got, got much better. No, you're not crazy. Well, because I, I don't see what they see in practice, right? So that's what they're going to yeah. be able to judge this week. And whoever the better guy is, that's who you're going to put out there. But from what I've seen this year, honestly, at the outside corner spot, I've seen more flesh out of Mike Hughes than I've seen out of Jeff Okuda. Really. In reality, at the outside corner spot. I might get some but, shit from this, but I've seen more from Aiden Hutchinson. <laughs> That, that was rude. Now that's an address that you're talking about. Right, right, I'm sorry. Let's, let's, I'm sorry, but right. he, his ball, he showed great ball skills lately, man. Am I lying? Like he's been showing I mean, great ball skills. Come on, man. Yeah, all his yo. I mean, he had three picks. Three picks. All three of his picks wasn't thrown right to him. He made he 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 jumped routes. Yeah, especially the Packers game. The, the Packers uh, game that was the, the great. One in the end zone. Yeah, he, he jumped a route. The one just now against the Bears, he jumped her out. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sorry, but you're not crazy for that. <laughs> it's, not, it's, it's a slap I in mean, the face, and on, I do man. apologize. It's a slap in the face, and I do apologize, you know. But I mean, it just is what it is, man. What about you, Pierre? What do you see this week at the outside corner? Hefe is your boy. Do you want to see Hefe out there? So I think they're actually going to roll with Jeff, and I think Jeff is going to be on a uh, Christian Watson just because of his size, and I think because Green Bay loves to run the football, and he. What? <laughs> Not covering me that Continue. Yeah, continue, man. I didn't mean to stop you, man. But you think it'll be on Christian Watson? Yes, I do. I also think because of his, like, he's a great tackler and Green Bay loves to run the football. I think they're going to uh, play him more this week. He, he's, one of, he's one of the best uh, corners on our team against the run. So... I think he's going to play more this week. I know you guys are laughing and you think it's funny. No, 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 no. We're not laughing. When the Lions, when the Lions have, um, he struggled the past few weeks. But if you look at the beginning of the year, what he did, he was pretty good against really good, good, good receivers. So I expect a similar game plan. He's he's going to be on Christian Watson probably with probably a safety on top, and he's really good in run support as well. So I'm expecting Buda to start this week opposite of Jerry Jacobs. And I think Will Harris will be in the nickel. And that's what I'm concerned about mainly is Will Harris versus Randall Cobb because Will Harris struggles against those speedy receivers. We saw it versus um, uh, versus what do you call it? Who's, who's the Bills guy? Damn it. Isaiah McKenzie. Isaiah Thank McKenzie. you. Isaiah McKenzie. So, yeah, that's my concern is that spot. Um, I think Akuda bounces back, man. He's built for this. He's, he's been through a lot of adversity in his career. He's bounced back always. I think he bounces back this week and starts and is on Christian Watson. If he does start, I would want to see him on Lazard. I would. There no. There's no way in hell I'll put him on Christian Watson. There's no way in hell because Christian Watson all he does is go for deep balls. Yeah, but Jeff what you could do is Jeff Kuda could uh, he could get his timing off with the press. Jeff Kuda is a big physical corner, right? So if you press him off the line of scrimmage and knock him off his routes, Christian Watson isn't going to do shit. Yeah, but then at that point, you just—I think—and I think that's what got our defense in so much trouble in the beginning, is that we were focused on too much on one guy. Like right now, you're taking the safety and pretty much putting him over top of Jeff, versus worrying about the other side of the field, worrying about the whole other side of the field, and that's where we're getting gashed. I mean, I think you just got to put your best cover guy, 
on Christian Watson. And that best cover guy is not Jeff Okuda. I'm so, I'm, not, I'm sorry. I mean, he just he just goes for deep balls, and Jeff Okuda, he hasn't shown that he could defend the deep ball. He hasn't got one pass breakup with a, with a pass over 20 yards. So I, I, I definitely will not. I mean, I will use Jeff's size on Lazard because Lazard's a bigger receiver. He's not going to go that much for deep balls. He may go for deep balls, but he may he, he works like the inside more. I would I would trust Jeff on on Lazard more than, than Christian Watson because that's just that's just a recipe to get beat deep. Who do you want out there, Malcolm? You want Mike Hughes or Jeff Okuda out there? <laughs> right now, I mean, I, right now, if you if you had to tell me, ask me right now, from what I know, I would start Jeff Mike Hughes because. He's been the better cover guy. But if Jeff Okuda earned his rights in practice and had a hell of a practice and balled out, corrected all his errors, getting PBUs all over the place, yeah, you start him. You start Jeff Okuda and then see what happens. But I would absolutely not put him on Christian Watson. Maybe I'm wrong, but that's just how I see it right now. I don't know. Because if they did that all year, like whenever they needed to shadow a guy, it was Okuda with a safety on top. Devontae Smith. They did it in the beginning of the year when their defense was the absolute worst on the planet. Yeah, they never, but did they, they, took, they never did in the middle of the year. I mean, they, they did try it, actually, but Akuda just wasn't playing that well. So we'll, we'll see what happens. I, I mean, mean we, we've just seen Akuda, if you put him one-on-one, just hasn't been good. We saw Jeff Smith. Who the hell is Jeff Smith? They give him issues. Like, you know, we, we've seen some not big-name receivers give him issues with Mike Hughes. Not that he's great by any means, but I just think he gives you – a better opportunity coverage-wise. And I think he's shown more flashes as far as a coverage corner than Jeff Akuda has. Akuda's a great tackler, but as far as a coverage corner, I think Mike Hughes gives it the best opportunity to win. Yeah, I mean, I hope Jeff I hope Jeff is out there. I hope he improved and got better. And if that happens, we'll see what happens. I just want to put him on Christian Watson, man. Because Christian, all he does is go for the deep ball, bro. Mm-mm, not for me. Well, the, the reason why I said that, because Jeff... Jeff is known for his press man, right? And that, that's what worked. Whereas Justin Jefferson, he was knocking him off his routes a little. Um, so if he could do that to Christian Watson, knock him off his routes, knock all the timing with Rodgers, I don't know. Especially, But I also feel like now you have a pass rush too. So these guys are gonna have, aren't going to be have to covering forever. Like, hopefully we, not. We saw that when we ran the cover yeah. zero. <laughs> we ran the cover, cover zero. zero is one of the stupidest coverages ever. It hasn't but, worked for the Lions this year. It was stupid. Look what you just said. They're not, they're not going to have time. That cover zero gave the quarterback zero time. He still threw it up. Gave, Jeff Kula had a, a, like that a 20 yard cushion. A stupid call, though. It hasn't worked all year. They've called cover zero all year, and it's never worked. Why That's call because, it at, during that time when you expect it to when you think it'll work? I, I, get, I guess he has more faith in his corners than I do because I don't have faith in my corners. Honestly, Faith in corners. Yes, you like, do because all you gotta do is just you're telling your corners we're sending everybody to quarterback, cover your guy. Or what they're the, saying is let's just hope our pass gets there and pray to God does if it doesn't we're getting fucked. No, the pass got there. The pass got there. They gave him. They didn't. He, they didn't get there that fast though. All it does it gives the quarterback one read. That's all it does. It doesn't let him go through one read, two read, three read, four read, five reads. It doesn't let him go through that. It's one read. He got to either get it out or he's gonna get sacked. Or he's throwing the ball away. There's only one read. And all you're doing is telling your corners, don't get beat. You're playing your man, don't get beat. That's all you're doing. So, yeah, he had faith in his corner. I want to run that because I don't trust our corners. So, me in personally, general, I, I just run don't, that play. I, don't, I just don't like that play. Unless like you have, it. like, a like speedy it. outside corner, like, really fast corners. Like, you, you have, like, a, a Darius like play. Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh run the cover zero all the time. If you they have don't like have a, any issues. 
if you had like a Darius Slayer or whatever, sure, but you, you don't have that here. No, you don't Pittsburgh have, like, does, all the, Pittsburgh does all the time. Pittsburgh don't have a Darius Slay. That, that's Pittsburgh. Team, Pittsburgh good, I mean, good teams that. are able. Look at all you're doing is trusting your corners. I mean, he's not, he's not telling you to do nothing extra. You're just saying, look, we're saying everybody at the quarterback, cover your man. Don't get beat. And, and especially if you're going to give him a cushion. Not like they're saying, all right, we're going to press you and play cover zero. We're giving you a damn near 20 yard cushion. Why are you getting beat deep? There's no excuse for that. There's no excuse to get beat deep. All you're doing is covering your man. It's not like you're playing the other assignments. You just, you're he, just got beat, your man. he got beat, but I don't feel like the coaching staff put him in good positions either. I didn't like How? cover zero. They gave him a 20 yard cushion. When has cover zero worked this year with the Lions? When? I mean, how many times Every have they, they landed? They called it like four or five plays. They've always got gashed. Always. I mean, it's because our corners are not good. And yeah, he still called the play. <laughs> the corners are not good. Well, I mean, like I said, he had more fit in, their, in our corners than I do because I want to call it because I don't want fit in our corners to cover. I just don't like that play. It's like it's a very risky play, especially when the game's on the line. I'm not a fan of that play. That game was on the line at that point, though. I mean, it was it was a a third down. You wanted to get pressure. Donald's prone to make some mistakes, obviously. So that's all it does. It gives the quarterback one read to either either throw the ball quick to that one read, or he gets sacked. Yeah, that one read. The quarterback all he did is throw it up. Threw it up to the jump side because he was like, "Oh, this I saw on tape. This guy doesn't. Re- he doesn't. He loses the ball in the air." Yeah, it's weird. With I the, would do it too. It's weird with the Kuda too because he has really good coverage skills. Like he could stick with the guy. He just he doesn't know how to play the ball, like you said. He doesn't know how to bat it down or pass breakup. It's just I don't know. I don't know what's wrong with him. Honestly, we'll see what they do. Hopefully, I mean it. If he doesn't play, I, I don't really care. I just want what the coach. I believe whatever the coach staff does. If they think he's a liability in coverage this week, then roll with whoever you think is good enough to it. I, I trust this coaching staff. Yeah. I mean, we've seen what they've done. They know their players. They know their personnel. So whatever yeah. they do, I'm, I'm fine with it. I don't, I don't care. If, if they want to put Jerry on Christian Watson and then a mixture of a cooter or whatever on um, on Lazard, I'm down with like whatever they do. I'm down with that. Honestly, at this point. I don't. I don't really care. I don't really care. Is it Lazard like six four? He's bigger. He's also pretty big. Yeah, he's pretty big as well. Yeah. Yeah. So you got to get your big, get your bigger, your bigger corner out there. So yeah, I'll definitely put Jeff on Lazard. But same with Watson. Watson, I believe, is like six three or six four. Isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, they're both big. Both very big big receivers. So that's why I thought of Okuda. On that because of the size. I know Lazard is big as well, but if you could knock speed off their routes a little, they struggle. Like speed receiver, you knock them off their routes a little. They're, they're not as effective. Um, I, still put, I still put my best corner on them, my best cover guy. That's fair. It's it's honestly like right now with the Lions, it's just you roll with what you have, and then offseason you, you try to fix this problem. Absolutely, yeah. That's that's where you're at right now. I mean, we, we know I mean, corner is the massive need, so. Regardless of the Jeff situation, I think there's just still a, a, a massive hole in that secondary, which I 100%. think they get targeted a lot. Um, that's the Will Harris. And you just don't have an, a musical option. And they, you know, they, you they, 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 there's no option. There's no option for yeah. that. So now we just got to pray. Yeah, that's just him. It's just him. <laughs> yeah, they had one, but unfortunately he went on IR. It was Savion Smith. He was actually playing decent. And then well, he, he was playing safety, eye. which was weird. They didn't move the safety? Yeah, he was playing they safety. He played safety when Deshaun Elliott got uh, got benched, and then he got hurt, and then Elliott was like, Elliot was like, I'm never getting benched again. He, he played really good. So yeah, he's after that. Well, so. 
know, we'll see. see. I've honestly been impressed with Mike Hughes this year when playing the outside corner and the limited snaps that we've seen. Like in the Buffalo game when Akuda had, uh, it was on COVID, or he was out. I forgot he had an illness, something like that, right? He didn't play that game. I thought Hughes Hughes played well in that game. And I thought every opportunity he's gotten the outside, like he's never been like, oh, what is 23 doing? What's Mike Hughes doing? Like I've been pretty much impressed with him every time he's got an opportunity at the outside corner spot. The nickel, it was rough early in the year when he was a starting nickel, but the outside, I think he's been pretty impressive. Yeah, same here. So, I mean, we'll see what they do. I mean, they could do both. They, that's what they did last game. I think Hughes got more snaps than Akuda. I think we could see that in this game as well. You have a mixture of both of them. But, I mean, if Hughes is playing well, and I, I don't know. We'll see, I guess. We, we will see. I think the downside of, like, Hughes and Jerry is, like, they don't necessarily have the size to – because those guys are all 6'4", and they're both under six feet. Yeah. I believe Hughes is like 5'10", or 5'11", and I think Jerry's like 5'10". So that that's the only like thing that hurts with these. It's like, but again, pass rush, pass rush, pass rush, pass rush. Your pass rush gets going, man. It makes life difficult for these, uh, for, for, for like score. Especially in old Aaron, older Aaron Rodgers. He's not, he's not the same Aaron Rodgers, but he's still good. He's just not what he used to be. And like yeah. Malcolm said, he doesn't have a true number one right now. They do have these receivers. They're decent. They're solid. But they don't really have a receiver where you're sort of like, damn, man. Like this guy, they don't have like a Devontae Adams. They don't have an Amon Ross St. Brown. They don't have a Justin Jefferson. They don't have a number one receiver, a true number one receiver. They might have one in the future in Christian Watson, but right now they don't. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that 100%. And like we said, defense played well versus them in the first matchup. And they were able to disrupt some things that Aaron Rodgers wanted to do in that game. So... We shall see what happens. You guys, got anything else to add on this Packers offense, or you guys want to head out? I want to head out. All right, we're heading out. <laughs> Here's tired. All right, guys. Hope you guys all enjoyed. We will be live on Twitter Spaces. Usually, it'd be 12 o'clock, but since we're playing on Sunday night, it's going to be a little bit later. We're planning for a 7.20, 7.30 start time. We'll tweet about the official start time. Um... We obviously want to keep our eyes on the Seahawks and Rams game, so maybe we'll stream the last you know, couple minutes of that game if it's still going on because obviously that has big implications of if this game is really going to matter for the Lions. The game is going to matter regardless, but like, you know what I mean, playing for a playoff spot or not. So we'll see what time we end up going live. We'll keep you guys updated on Twitter, so just keep tabs on the Pride Podcast Twitter page. We'll update you there. Uh, leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Those are always much appreciated, and that's all I got for you guys now. Hope you guys all enjoyed. I'm out. Peace. All right, guys. Hope hope you guys enjoyed the show, and I'll see you guys uh, on Sunday. I can't wait. Big game. I'm out. Peace. All right, John. It's your boy Malcolm, and I am out. Peace. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. The 
Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.